Welcome back to another episode of Ask the Bubble. And this week I'm joined by Jane Maylett, who is the founder of White Tot Hair. If you don't know about this hair care brand, um, they are a specialist hair care brand for silver, grey and white-haired women. And for somebody who's got exactly that, uh, I am a huge fan and use their products all the time. So I'm excited to be joined by Jane today to find out exactly where she got the uh, inspiration from to create the brand. And also let's hopefully breaks with those stigmas attached to grey hair too. So I'm looking forward to talking to Jane this morning. So I am delighted to be joined by Jane Mayler today. Good morning, Jane. Or good afternoon. Good morning. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> lovely, to, lovely to be connected on here with you. For anybody that doesn't know about you and the brand, how do you describe yourself? Well, I'm the founder of White Hot Hair, which is a specialist hair care range for women with white and grey hair. Um, I guess that's how I describe myself. And when did you set it up? Because it's not that long ago. Well, I launched it in 2013. So yes, it is seven years old now. Yeah. Right. And your background prior to this has been in PR and marketing. Had you always wanted to set up your own brand? Or is this something that's just kind of evolved? It's, it's kind of evolved. I mean, I, I have worked in marketing for most of my life and I also do run a design agency. Mm. And so I am used to creating brands for other people, but not actually the whole hog. So um, it really came from a place where I stopped dyeing my hair when I was in my early 50s. And I'd always sort of worked in and around the beauty industry. And when I stopped dyeing my hair, I was really amazed at the sort of response from different people to the fact that my hair wasn't any longer coloured and I realised I did need to do something to look after it a little bit differently and Mm. I looked at the sorts of products that were available for white and grey hair and you know there's plenty of stuff around Um, but there wasn't anything that really felt right for me. I wanted a really simple simple products that 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 also that smelt gorgeous that made me feel good about looking after my hair because one of the things that I realized was that actually whether you are in love with dyeing your hair or not there is part of it that's very much part of your beauty sort of routine Mm. and that kind of just had your hair done feeling that when you don't color your hair you you don't have any of that and just because I don't color my hair doesn't mean I didn't want to look after it with you know lovely products or shampoo that smelled great so I, I started to look at kind of what was available and the other but the thing I suppose most of all that struck me was that there was either a bit of everything was very sort of discreet and you know that grey hair was a little bit of a sort of shameful thing I mean things have changed a lot I have to yeah. say since, you know, seven years ago or didn't have the sort of upbeat sense of just being great beauty products they, they, and that's that's what I was looking for and I, I couldn't find it so I decided to do it myself and um, I didn't really have um, any experience at all in product manufacturer or any of the rest of that but I found a fantastic um, manufacturer in Yorkshire who's still with me now mm. uh, with, with, with great people who helped me sort of work out what it was that I wanted to do so that, that's where it came from. I think it's so I hadn't even thought about it but you're so right about the that feeling of being at the hairdressers because when you have to colour your hair like I used to have to go nearly every six weeks to have a full yes. colour but you did that was a treat in terms of you'd come out and your hair be all blow-dried and you'd feel glamorous yes. And when you don't have to go to the hairdressers that often, you do lose that. So I haven't even thought about that, but you're so right. Yes, I think that um, that sense that you... One of the things I felt very strongly about is there was this huge association with um, having let yourself go 
Mm. Um, and again, I think seven years ago, things have changed since then, but the kind of assumption that you really have sort of given up and that almost, you know, I, I said to people, you know, it's not all about, you know, uh, elasticated waists and wide fitting shoes and I've, mm. I'm not dyeing my hair. It wasn't really about that. But I, I love beauty products and I, and I, and I you know, I wanted to, to use something that made me feel good. And mm. so, yeah, just because I wasn't going through that routine, um, I still wanted to feel as if I was doing something to look after the hair that I, that I now have, which is yeah. not quite as white as yours, but yeah. It's a lovely white. How old were you when you first started going grey? I was a teenager. Mm. So my hair was very, very dark and I had grey strands in my hair from really the age of about 17. Mm. And my mother was completely white by the time she was 30 and she never dyed her hair ever, actually. Um, So I started to colour it really not to cover the grey, but just for fashion, I suppose, back then. And I used to henna my hair, used to all sorts of things. And then Mm. I just completely lost sight of what its colour was. And now you know, I'm 63 now. Um, I wish I'd done it years ago because yeah. I love silver hair on young faces as well. It looks yeah. gorgeous. And of course I covered it, covered it up. And by the time I'd stopped dyeing it, yeah, I had no idea what was underneath. Yeah, I'm exactly the same. I actually look at pictures of when I was younger with dark, really dark hair because I dyed it all different colours. And I actually think this suits me so much better than the dark. It yeah. looks really harsh. Do you think having a mum that had that silver grey hair was a really good role model for you, so you were less scared about going grey? No, I don't actually. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think, probably. My mother was one of the least vain people that you could ever meet, and she was very outdoorsy, and and she, she... she never really thought about colouring her hair, but also she wasn't particularly interested in clothes. She didn't really wear makeup. She'd have a lovely red lipstick, which looked look great. Um, and I suppose I thought of my mother as being an older person with grey hair. Mm. So I don't think then I would say that she was a good role model, actually, for it, um, because I sort of associated that with a lack of vanity which nothing wrong with that either yeah. but no she I wouldn't say that she was a she wasn't a style icon uh, <laughs> I would probably uh, say and she'd be the first I mean she's no longer with us but she'd be the first, first person to agree with that I think and what what made you stop colouring it was it a kind of an instant decision that you woke up one morning and said like that's it I've had enough no not really I think the truth of it was it was getting harder and harder for it to to, for to, to look good dyed mm. and I got to the point where um, it probably looked the way I wanted it to look for about one week in every six so when I first had it done it was too dark it was about right for about a week and then it would get that awful sort of orangey tint which I now know is because it was virtually white underneath mm. uh, but I'm I have been with the same hairdresser for well 20, 25 years who's she's fab um, and she kept saying to me look, this is, this is getting harder. Why don't you stop doing it? She did sort of coax me into some lighter colours in the summer and all of the rest of it. Mm. And she saw, I, I say to her now, I think you kind of tricked me into it, really. Because at the beginning, I said, well, look, let, we'll just let it go a bit. And then I still, it, I didn't set off with great intent to stop dyeing my hair. Um, and I can distinctly remember saying to her, I don't want to be a grey hair, I don't want to be a grey-haired person, which again mm. seems ridiculous. And it's everything that I'm, kind of fighting against now in terms of other people feeling like that um and then um 
it sort of happened right in a, yes over probably about 18 months and um i've never looked back yeah and, and i think you're so lucky to have found a really positive hairdresser that helped you because i talked to lots of women that actually struggle with their hairdresser to try yeah. and get them to embrace the gray and let them and help them how did your friends yeah. and family react to you going gray were they all supportive well i think um I got a mixed response from some people. Certainly, I have two sisters who have both stopped dyeing their hair subsequently. Mm -hmm. um, my elder sister had um, chemotherapy and she grew her hair back. It was silver and she's never dyed it again. Mm -hmm. My younger sister's a redhead and her hair is not the same colour as mine, but she did carry on dyeing it. She's now stopped. My family wouldn't care whether my hair was, you know, beautifully supportive, lovely. I think in my sort of professional life, um, a lot of young women absolutely really complimentary and loved it because in a way they did they saw it without any of the stigma of what it might mean and they just thought it was a cool color and they liked yeah. it so I had loads of compliments um I think from some women my own age um it was a bit like looking into the face of the grim reaper I think they thought they that, that I was somehow holding a mirror up to their own aging mm. process at the same time um, and there was one particular occasion which um, I've recounted a few times where there's a, a person who I didn't know terribly well and she actually had the exact same birthday as me to, to the year and she had a very a lovely funky short sort of dyed red crop and it was actually at somebody's funeral and she hadn't seen me for a long time and I was actually speaking and at the front so she got a chance to sort of have a look at me and, and, mm. and afterwards she came over and she said Jane you, your hair looks terrible you really must dye it again and you need to cut it properly. Really, and she was absolutely horrified that I could have done it. And she didn't think there was anything rude or anything. And I just laughed and I said, well, I, you know, I, I like it. Um, but no, I think um, in general, I think there, there were people, also I don't know whether you find this, that sometimes people feel they need to apologize to me for dyeing their hair. Yes, yeah. Sort of, it's a really strange yeah. thing. People will yeah. say to me, oh, I, I, you, I love your hair. And then they'll sort of slightly self-consciously touch their own and, and say, but, but, you know, but I, I can't do it or I'm not yeah. ready for it. Or I, you know, and I, I say, look, we, we're not the hair dye police. I don't mind what anybody does. Just do what makes you feel good. Um, yeah. Why yeah. is it that we're so, you're right, that's younger people, younger women really love grey hair and yeah. completely got their heads around it. I get stopped all the time by young girls asking, you know, about my hair. Whereas women my own age group seem to still really struggle with it. Why is this stigma still in, in 2020 that women can't accept grey hair as easy as they should do? I know, it's fascinating, isn't it? And I think that, um, I think there's been, I would say in the seven years I've been doing this, there's been a slight shift. Mm. But I'm acutely aware, and I don't know whether you find it, that I can go to places where I'll be the only grey head somewhere. Uh, it, it, mm. Amongst a mass of women my age. And I think people are still, women I think still are very frightened about it. And I think mm. that if you look at the history of women dyeing their hair, um, you know, it is fascinating in terms of what it did for women feeling, you know, I don't know, confident, able to, you know, uh, be taken seriously in the world for longer and all of the rest of it. There's lots of sort of social and historical sort of connotations of dying hair. Mm. But I desperately want my daughter and the next generations not to feel that our currency is about looking young. 
Because yeah. uh, that's the other thing that a lot of people assumed that I would only have done it if I thought it made me look younger. And I don't think it makes me look younger. I don't think it probably makes me look old. I've no idea really, but it, mm. that wasn't the reason for doing it. Yeah. And this, this pressure to, uh, the way I've described it is, you know, to either be clinging on or crumbling. Uh, there's two extremes that we're sort of, um, we've, we're sort of potentially faced with as women. And it's not like that. You know, I, 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 I like wearing makeup. I'm interested in clothes. I've got a zest for life. Um, but I, I, I yeah, we, we, this sort of tyranny of feeling that we've got to be perpetually 35. Yeah. It's something I don't want for my daughter at yeah. all. No, I'm exactly the same. And you obviously have great communication with you. You've built up a community around White Hot Home for women. What kind of feedback do you get from them about their experiences and how your products have helped them? Well, I think one of the things I would say about our community overall is how kind people are. Mm. Um, one of the things I love about it is that when people choose to share their selfies or put pictures up of themselves, you don't have to be a supermodel. Everybody is just saying, you look beautiful, you look lovely. There's a real acceptance, which I really love. That mm. sort of mutual um, cheerleading is a lovely thing. Um, yeah. Really positive thing. And, you know, we do advertise. And if we're, out, if we're advertising on Facebook, you know, you, people c comment who are not in our community, if you like. And then you, mm. get, you get a mixed bag. You yeah. know, when I, I first appeared in some of our ads and, you know, people would say, God, she looks awful. What's she doing advertising hair products? And also people are incredibly rude, mm. but that doesn't matter. But in our own community, I think people, they love seeing what other people are doing with their hair. They really, really like that. They're very, very encouraging. I think the other thing I found at the beginning was because I literally did start from scratch. You know, I was packing the orders. Mm. With, it was very, very small. And I think also there was a, a sense of, of a 50-something woman you know, also starting a small business and, and, you know, sort of doing all of that. So there was a real sense of support and some of our sort of customers or community sort of friends, if you like, I feel as if I know them, they've been following mm. us and being with us for sort of seven years, you know, yeah. um, and that's lovely, but it's the, it's the warmth and the support for each other that I really, really love. Yeah. And how difficult, going back to the, the fact that you put yourself out there at the beginning, you really did kind of stick your head above the water and say, this is what I'm doing, and you used yourself in images. How difficult did you find all that part of kind of saying, yeah, okay, this is what I'm doing, and I am new to this, but it's going to be okay? Um, well, I think you, you, there were parts of it that... I suppose I'm still, even though we know this is the way the world works, amazed that people have got the time and energy to comment on things that mm. negatively, that don't really impact on their lives yeah. at all. Because um, I certainly couldn't, If you know, people will say, well, I would never do that and, you know, st st say rude things, you know, about... It could be me, it could be one of our models or anything mm. else. And I think it's very sad that people feel that they, that they want to do that. Um, in a way... You know, in, in the world of hair care, most of the hair care we buy comes from, you know, about four global, com you know, companies in the whole world. Mm. We're very, very, very tiny. And the only thing we've got really is our authenticity. So, uh, you know, I'm a real person, you know, some people will say, oh, you know, you need to do this or you need to do that. Well, the great thing is that actually we do what we think is right for us and our mm. customers because we're not part of some great big 
humongous sort of global business. So it kind of goes with the territory a a little bit. Um, I don't like seeing, but at the beginning, I didn't want to put myself out there because I said, I'm definitely not the poster girl for it because we've got customers who are, you know, anywhere from 40 something to forever. Mm. Um, But then people said, well, we like seeing you and hearing a few things. I don't like looking at myself and I've got my terrible lockdown hair at the moment, which is all a bit long, but I'm I'm growing it. So I'm just going to see what happens. But yeah, yeah, so it sort of goes with the territory. And I, I, I don't take things personally if people are, you know, rude or (laughs) it's, you know, it's, it's sad, isn't it? Yeah, it is. People forget that there are real people. Yeah. Um, uh, unfortunately you know as I say it doesn't really bother me but it, it sometimes I mean there was one lady who who made a comment about my hair and said you know she looks terrible she's definitely not going to be um, you know selling any hair products looking like that and I, and I did respond and I said oh hi you know I like my hair to just look a bit messy and undone that's just the way that I like it mm-hmm. and then um another customer jumped on or uh, and said yes I'm like that Jane and you know I just you know get up and I go and you know sort of look after my you know horse in the morning and that's what I do and then this the original woman posted a picture of a horse and said the horse looks better than than you do or you know it was yeah. it was really and it really made me laugh because I just thought gosh how, who's got the energy or the time yeah. to sort of do that? It was, yeah. um, it was funny, but um, yeah, it doesn't really bother me. You, 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 you know, you, you just roll with it, don't you? Yeah, and who do use, what I love about your advertising is you do use authentic women yes. in your campaigns. They are your customers. Yes. Do you think there's going to be a shift in the marketing across the board in some of these bigger brands as well to start seeing more authentic women of diversity? Uh, I think there is. I think the risk is, is being tokenistic Um, you know that now if you look at any of the big brands or retailers campaigns there's going to be a gray one there might be a plus size one there might you know so I think um I think that when it's I think seeing silver and gray haired women now feels much more normal Mm. um but I think it is important for it not to be tokenistic so you know when you see those real sort of high fashion shoots and it's a a gray haired woman and you know it's it's still a particular stylized kind of look but for me personally I I just love to see more grey-haired women and women of you know all colours shapes sizes just represented because it's what you don't see that then um doesn't feel you know it it doesn't feel as acceptable so if we were all seeing images of of healthy vibrant stylish women with gorgeous hair like yours for example we would all just accept that as much more of the norm yeah yeah I really hope it does change but I do think you're right I think there is I think the problem is you see tokenistic campaigns and I suppose you've got to start somewhere it's, a, yeah. it's making sure that that feeds through to their websites and their e-com yeah. and it's a regular thing and not just a one-off isn't it yeah I think also there are the things like um emojis mm-hmm. so if you get an old an emoji for an old person it'll always yes. be a little sort of grey haired granny with a little yeah. grey bun on the top. It's, it's yeah. that sort of um, lazy signifying of old age, mm. which always is always grey. Yeah. And it's in people's language, you know. And, and it's funny because, you know, I work with a lot of young people and sometimes I could be in a meeting, I'm usually the oldest person there, and someone might be talking about the over 60s or whatever, and we'll talk about grey haired grannies or whatever. And it's in a really casual way without really thinking about it so I think there's a lot of lazy stereotyping 
you know, whether it's, you know, the over 60s discount at the cinema, which is, you know, Silver Wednesdays or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, you know, ageing isn't what it used to be, is it? So, no. Um, I mean, you, you described yourself, I think, as a self-confessed confessed, um, beauty addict yeah, at some um, point. Yeah. How, so how do you feel about ageing? Um, I think it's far better than the alternative. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was widowed um, five years ago. My husband was 59. And um, I, I think that life is for living. I hate the um, sort of talking yourself old thing. Yeah. Um, in terms of um, what I see when I look in the mirror, um, I feel very relaxed, actually, about it. Yeah. Um, I don't feel... I don't feel that I want to cling on to looking younger. I think it shifts, you know, I, into wanting to feel um, fitter, stronger. I feel full of zest for life. Mm. So I don't fear aging at all because I think beauty um, comes with in all sorts of ways. And uh, I think I've got much more relaxed, I suppose, about the way that I look as I've got older. And I can remember some years ago reading some research that said the stats aren't quite right but that women feel most confident about the way they look at the point when they actually think their looks have gone mm. which is so sad because yeah. you know we can all identify with that can't we that yeah. when you're younger you sort of yourself critical and you, you you can look back on it and think wow actually I look pretty good yeah and then you get really comfortable in your skin at the time when you think that you haven't got it anymore but you're comfortable with it and that's yeah. sad really yeah. sad um, it really is. So I just feel, I hate all of that, um, you know, oh God, it's another birthday and all of the rest of it. Mm. I hate all of that because, as I say, I'm 63 and I think I've got a whole other act yet to come. Yeah. Don't you know what that is, but I feel full of life. And uh, I just, I do happen to have grey hair and I'm passionate about, I'm more passionate about um, us not all talking ourselves old, really, mm. before we have to, because extreme old age is no joke. You know, my yeah. father's not it's not easy is it but gosh you know 40s 50s 60s 70s 80s, you know we're still young yeah yeah and you found like and you found a new passion later in life haven't you with your business which i yeah. think makes a massive difference doesn't it to how you feel about every day you wake up having that passion yes it does and i think the other thing is that you know, it is a very, very small business um, and I'm quite cautious about it because it also it's not about, um, you know, taking over the world and turning it into this sort of mega huge thing. I think the other assumption is that anybody doing something entrepreneurial is, you know, 20 something in their bedrooms. It's not mm. about there's lots of women doing and men, I'm sure, but, you know, doing entrepreneurial things in at, at all sorts of different scales. Yeah. 40 50 plus and um don't write don't write yourself off is what i would say to people you know you can have a go at things and what's the worst i would say to myself you know what's the worst that's going to happen you know it's not going to work and provided i've not done it in a in a in a way that's put anything at risk you know yeah. um, it'll be it'll all be fine and i, yeah. I say you know it'll all be fine and even if it's not fine it'll be fine yeah that's such a great attitude i mean how do you see the business in the next five years? Do you have kind of a plan or do you just see how it goes? Obviously, well, COVID's had a bit of an impact, hasn't it? Well, it has, but I think what's been interesting at the start of this, um, I wondered what would happen, but we are, we're an online brand, um, really, and we, we've actually found that, you know, 
business has been good in the last uh, four or five months. And I think there is a even more of a shift towards women not dyeing their hair. And also, obviously, there's been a shift to online shopping, which has helped us. I think that I'm acutely aware that even though we, we are growing, it's still tiny and therefore there are so many more women for us to 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 reach um and we do sell all over the world um and we would love to to find a way to be in the us and on in a bigger way but mm. but we're we're doing it in a you know in a relatively slow and sort of steady way um yeah. which again um i could have you know sort of gone in and thought right how do I go in and sort of do world domination but it would have involved more sort of personal risk than I was prepared to take so I, I, I sort of didn't do it like that I think the next thing for us we're looking at how um, we can create for example a packaging free bar shampoo yeah. uh, because you know a lot of our customers like all of us are really concerned about single-use plastics so yeah. Uh, we've got we've got some thinking around that, um, but we 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 just want to keep the sort of steady growth that you know that we've got and try and find you know more women who want to be inspired by our community really because mm. that's the, the important thing to 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 feel liberated enough not to dye their hair if they if they feel pressured to. Yeah. So let's talk about the products because I think people quite often assume that if you've got grey hair, it's really easy to maintain. And you don't have to worry about it. But there's a lot of, I, I found like quite a shock that my, the texture of my hair changed. So it yeah. became quite wiry. And yeah. then it, it, it reacts to hairspray and heat. So it often goes yeah. quite yellowy. So tell me about the products and, and the different products that you have. Yeah. Well, we've got six products in the range. And again, you know, we kept it very tight because I don't think that you need masses of different things so we have two shampoos glorious and brilliant brilliant is our soft violet um shampoo you know a lot of people think oh you know gray hair purple shampoo the very deep purple shampoos can be very scary but if your mm -hmm. hair is a bit yellowy then um, brilliant is fantastic for a, a sort of brightening boost glorious is our everyday creamy um super cleansing formula which i use most of the time i use brilliant occasionally mm -hmm. uh, then we have a, a conditioner that goes with both of those um a life shine oil which can be used on on uh, damp hair on dry hair which is wonderful for glossing over strands and just generally smoothing some of those really wiry ones that you that you get um, a deep conditioning mask, intense luster mask, which is great. It, that's got a, our soft violet hue to it as well. And that's great if you have got, you know, a bit of yellowing. And then our, um, our signature shushing cream, as we call it, which is great for texture. Otherwise, really, really good. Um, so it is a very condensed range, but it's um, what we do like to say to people is that you can mix and match things. And I've, I've been experimenting since my hair's got a little bit longer. Mm. Sometimes you know, I'll put a bit of shooting cream on when it's wet and sort of scrunch it, scrunch it up. Um, it definitely is, has been a bit drier in, in, in this weather and I, I'll use a little bit of life shine oil um, mm. sometimes just to sort of smooth over the, over the top. But I mm. think the main thing I would say to people is that you don't realise unless you've got white or grey hair, hair can get very grubby. And if, unless it's white, people don't see how grubby it is. Yeah. But you know, it's like running your, your finger down a white wall. You know, your hair will pick up, you know, just anything from yeah. using a brush to anything else. So that seems really obvious, keeping it clean. Um, it, you know, I think is the sort of number one thing I would, I would say. What's the best piece of advice you were given during the growing your hair up? Um, I think during the, um, during the, 
I think there's no quick fixes. I think that's the first thing. Mm. I think lots of people, and I, I think maybe, I think you might have seen the lovely pictures of Sharon Osbourne when she went from her red hair to her yeah. silver. I think she had an amazing colourist who kind of did that. But I think um, I, my, my main piece of advice, and you've alluded to it already, is find a pro grey hairdresser to mm. sort of hold your hand through it. Because also, if you keep having your hair trimmed and shaped and you've got somebody kind of cheering you on, I think that would be my sort of number one thing. Yeah. I think um i think that you know it's easier definitely if your hair is shorter harder if it's longer but um i think that certainly what i did i had sort of i, I let my hair go a bit lighter and then i had a few low lights and things put in it so that there wasn't so much of a harsh line coming through um but i think um you get to the point where i think you have to kind of just decide that you're committing mm -hmm. and that's the point at which I think some people sort of give up because they think oh no I you, you've got to go slightly through the pain barrier I yeah. think um that's what I found anyway I don't know about you yeah definitely and I, well I was looking very because I had really short hair so and it was yeah. like a pixie cut so it was a lot easier um, but my sister's got super long hair and she's now grown her hair and it took her a lot longer but it is just that perseverance yes yeah and, you know, I think at the beginning, there's the bit at the beginning where people think, oh, gosh, Jane really ought to go to the hairdressers. I can, you know, and then once you get past the point where it starts to look, it looks deliberate, it's easier. Mm. Because it's the beginning bits where people think, oh, she's definitely forgotten to go and, you know, all of the rest of it. And once people know that that's what you're doing. And one of the things I've noticed, actually, since lockdown or during lockdown, that there are you, people seem to be much more relaxed about showing their roots. Yeah. So I don't know whether that's because people are now thinking, do you know what, I have gone through the pain barrier. I've had three months without a hair colour and I've got, you know, sort of two inches of growth or whatever on the top. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to, you know, I just feel as if I've seen a lot more people. Yeah, being I have definitely. About yeah. That. yeah, it's been much more topical, hasn't it? Yeah, definitely. So people are really, really bad at taking compliments, particularly women. So if you could give yourself a compliment, what would it be, Jane? Oh, gosh. Um... Oh, I can't think of a single one. That's a really hard question. Um, I think um, I would say the biggest compliment I could give myself is um, she never gave up. Brilliant. Thank you so much. If people want to find more about the brand and about you, how can they find you? We're on uh, whitehothair.co.uk and if you, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram under White Hot Hair. Lovely. It's been so nice to catch up with you, Jane. Thank, Thank you so you. much for sharing your story and I will oh, continue to use your lovely products on my hair and uh, look forward to meeting you next year. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thank Bye you then. so much. Take care. Bye. Bye. So if you'd like to know more about the products, please go to whitehothair.co.uk. You can also find all the social media platforms on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at White Hot Hair. So I will be back next week with another inspiring lady. And in the meantime, keep being fabulous. <laughs>